have brought back something that we did a couple of years ago. Two, maybe three. Uh, and that's um, show us your best shots as we are getting into hunting season along with Quick Draw Gun. Wants to see your best shot. Deer season uh, coming to the Ozarks and your favorite deer hunting photos. You can submit Photos when you visit us online, ksgf.com, and you'll see the uh, show us your best shot uh, slide, if you will, at ksgf.com. And uh, you submit submit your photos, and then uh, one of them will be picked. And if it's yours, then you get a $500 gift certificate from Quick Draw Gun. Doesn't even necessarily have to be from this season. You can enter one from last season if you want, or from from any time. Yeah. Can I enter my car? Uh, yeah. Sarah yesterday uh, or Friday rather worked from home. A lot of people are like, "Where's Sarah?" So, well, she hit a deer. Yeah, I feel like I could enter this. What did you drive today? Are you able to drive your vehicle? Oh, I drove you? the husband's truck. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's going to be out for like uh, I don't know two three weeks. Oh my but gosh. I know. If it isn't one thing, it's another. But, hey, cool story. The body shop that I took my vehicle mm-hmm. in, they were blaring KSGF when I walked oh, in. I was sweet. like, okay, hey, nice. these yeah. are my type of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that seemed to work out. Did yeah. you t- did you name drop yourself? Uh, I did. I said, hey, are you the KSGF fan? He's like, yeah, I am. I said, <laughs> I'm Nick's producer. And he's like, no. And I was like, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, good. He's very excited to work on my vehicle. Um, and so, yeah, you hit, what was the damage? I didn't see it. You oh, just man. called I'll me have Friday to show night you photos or Thursday of night. It. Yeah. So, uh, the deer hit me. I didn't hit it. Uh, it decided to completely jump out, uh, behind a church sign and it took out the entire front portion of my car. Yeah. Thankfully it didn't come inside the vehicle, but it damaged mm. my hood. It damaged my lights. It's still drivable kind of. But I don't feel comfortable driving it all the way to Springfield. Well, I, I think that you can submit it, but you are not eligible for the five hundred dollars. <laughs> Maybe gift I'll just card. submit it just because. It's a quick draw gun, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you'll have, if you are drawn, you will have to forfeit it. That's okay. Uh, speaking of other things to get registered for, we do have now um, registration starting up for Lunch Bunch. That is our brand new location, Retro Metro. Very excited about it, and in fact, we had a happy hour there. Uh, this past Friday. Thank you for those who came. I just don't think it could have gone any better. Uh, it was great. It was a packed house uh, for the the folks there uh, who didn't really know what to expect, and we didn't know either. I mean, I knew we'd have some people come out, but it, you know, it's been a while since we've done it, and it's a new location. Uh, they seem to really get in there, roll their sleeves up, and and uh, deal with that huge influx of people that probably doesn't naturally occur between four and six on Friday. But did you eat anything? I did. I had the uh, the Wampler, actually. Oh, that's it a pasta, was, right? Yes, it was delicious. I had something. There was a, uh, a listener who had ordered, oh, I forgot what it was called, but she's like, here, you need some food. And so I was like, okay. And it was really, really good. It was some sort of, uh, I think it was like a, a 
bruschetta bread or something, and then there was some meat on it. It was it was very very good. I I had asked what it was, and I was told, but I don't remember what it is now. Uh, the Lunch Bunch, again, go to ksgf.com, get registered for that. And, and if you win, we'll contact you and uh, pick a Wednesday. We'll do these on Wednesdays, and then you and up to five of your friends or coworkers uh, will join Sarah and me for lunch at Retro Metro. It's a great uh, place to go there on the south side. It's on um, Republican Cox is, uh, I think, that crossroad there. Um, and I uh, recommend it highly. I'm very excited and so appreciative of of uh, them hosting not just Happy Hour, but our Lunch Bunch. All right, uh, some of the big news items of the day, uh, as tomorrow is Election Day, is Joe Biden uh, telling climate activists that he is going to stop drilling, that uh, he's, he's reversed his earlier claims that he believes that the oil industry needs to drill more, claiming that uh, on his watch he has stopped the expansion of drilling, and even the drilling, some of those leases that were five-year leases that were underway before he was president, he's going to put a stop to those as well. Uh, Now, that happened just after the White House spent a 24-hour cycle uh, trying to undo his... his, uh, claim that he was wanting to shut down coal industries all across the entire country and force everybody to rely on wind and solar. Um, You just don't even know what to believe with this guy. I mean, you really don't. I I don't even know if he knows he's lying. Or, I mean, clearly one of the two is a lie. Is it a lie if you don't know what you're saying? I think most of us understand that the policies that have been put in place have shifted us from being energy independent to being energy reliant to rationing to massive price increases, whether it's energy for your vehicle or keeping your home warm uh, during the winter months, cool during the summer months, and and you know just keeping I mean, energy is what runs everything. And while they may you know of course on. I say it's undeniable. Biden is also out there claiming gas prices were $5 a gallon when he was elected president, and now they're just over three on average. Both of these claims are absurdly untrue. And you do, you wonder, is how far gone, what's he going to look like in two years, this guy? The thing of it is, you, you almost wonder if Democrats are just quietly relying on the fact that people believe he has dementia and they aren't obviously, they're not going to come out and say, listen, we all know that the guy doesn't know what's going on, but they know that, you know, and you can't help but wonder if they don't just brush it off and like, well, people know not to listen to him. We can't say that, but we know that they know. Jason Ryman with the latest news update. A man from Forsyth is dead after a crash in Taney County. The Highway Patrol says 67-year-old Michael Stinger was driving on H Highway north of Forsyth when his pickup ran off the road and hit a rock bluff. He died at the hospital. Meanwhile, the Highway Patrol says a motorcycle rider from Lebanon has died in a crash in Dallas County. Troopers say 64-year-old Richard Blackburn swerved to avoid another motorcycle that was stopped on Highway 64 northeast of Buffalo, Blackburn died when he was thrown from his bike. Another one of the 12 railroad unions narrowly approved its deal with the major freight railroads on Saturday. Now that's 52% of International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers members who voted approved their deal, 
Seven railroads have ratified contracts, but all 12 must still approve contracts to prevent a strike. And this week's total lunar eclipse is the last one for three years. Tuesday's total lunar eclipse will be visible throughout North America in the pre-dawn hours. I'm Jason Rima. You're listening to Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast uh, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Cloudy 64 for a high today, 53 tonight, 68 tomorrow, and a high of 76 on Wednesday. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers. Thank you, thank you. Well, we've had just a plethora of crazy weather here lately. We've had a lot of rain. We've got colder weather coming in. And of course, we've had a lot of wind as well. So maybe you have noticed your roof is not performing the way that it should be, whether uh, it's leaking inside of your house. Maybe you've got those yellow spots on your ceiling. Or maybe whenever we were having some pretty serious wind over the weekend, maybe you noticed a couple of shingles that were getting loose or maybe that blew off altogether. If that is the case, I want to recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, they have been providing quality roofing in the Show Me State for over 30 years. I highly recommend giving them a call. They'll come out, give you a free estimate. They'll get on your roof, take tons of photos, and show you exactly what is going on. And then they will work with you on a plan on how to get this figured out and get you a brand new roof uh, before that colder weather moves in. So whether you need a roof repair or a whole new roof, highly recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now you can find all of the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company. That's going to be housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. There was an event in New York over the weekend. Uh, has, um, the Democrats are very, very concerned that Kathy Hogel is not going to retain that gubernatorial position. And so, as Democrats tend to do, they bring in really rich celebrities that are not impacted by the liberal policies of the Democrats, this time being Andy Cohen. And uh, at the event, there was a woman there who's a Republican, and she was standing there with a sign. It was some anti-Hogel sign or something. And she had it stolen from her. And when she tried to retrieve it, a supporter of Hogel, some guy... Choked her. Choked her. There's pictures of it. Hands around her throat. She's also, he's a white guy. She is, by appearances, of minority status, though what that status is, I'm not sure. So here you have at a Democrat event, a white guy choking a female minority. I remember of all the rallies... And collectively, the millions upon millions upon millions of Americans that would show up at Trump rallies while he was running for president. And there would be agitators there doing everything they could to try and provoke a Trump supporter into some sort of physical altercation. And there was one event where I I think finally some Trump supporter, he pushed a guy or clocked a guy or whatever. And of course, that led the news. And you had Democrats out there demanding that Trump denounce this support. And, you know, every Republican under the sun was asked about this. And, of course, uh, it, it was just proof of how dangerous Trump supporters are. Here you've got one of the more highly contested races where you've 
You've got Cl- both Clintons there. I mean, they're, they're sending everyone under the sun, celebrities up there to try and, and prevent an embarrassing loss. And one of the white male Democrats chokes a female minority, and we don't hear a peep about it, do we? And there's, there's pictures of it. So there's not much of a he said, she said situation here. See, she doesn't count. She's not the right type of woman. She's not the right type of minority. She doesn't believe what she's told to believe, so she probably had it coming, deserved to be choked. Four days before Election Day, Biden claims he's closing coal mines. PJ Media has that headline along with the question, Are you listening, Pennsylvania? So this is uh, Biden at an event in the last several days regarding coal mines and wind energy and solar energy. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar so here you've got Biden. Uh, this this must just be very welcome news for Democrats in Pennsylvania, which is a huge energy state. And Biden out there campaigning for Fetterman along with uh, Obama. This is another one. They're trying to I mean, look at the people that they are going to bat for. <laughs> a guy, another guy that you at some point does does Obama ask himself, why do I keep getting called to try to push people with cognitive issues over the line, over the finish line? What, what, what is this? Is this really the Democrat Party today? And so here you have this, and of course, Fetterman himself, when asked about fracking, he's, oh, I've never been supportive of fracking. Oh, I've never been against fracking on any given day. And a, in a Unfortunately, once again, because Democrats have chosen somebody with severe cognitive issues, you don't even know where he stands. I'm beginning to wonder if Democrats haven't stumbled backwards into a tactic here, and that is pick a candidate that has clear cognitive issues so you can never hold them accountable for anything that they say. If they claim that they have always been opposed to fracking, and then they claim, I've never been opposed to fracking, I support fracking, you can say, well, you know, he had a stroke. You have Biden out there talking about how he supports people in coal, not looking to, you know, to completely shut down the coal industry, and then you have him out there claiming that that's what he's going to do, shut them all down. Oh, well, I mean, but it's Biden, you know, his mind, he's got dementia or whatever it is. Is is this the new plan of the Democrat Party? Pick individuals to put up there that clearly have mental issues. So you can't pin them down on anything. So they can contradict themselves, and instead of being a liar, somebody who is a flip-flopper, it's just a stroke victim, or somebody with dementia. Corrine Jean-Pierre walked back Biden's 
comments claiming that they were twisted. The White House saying that President Biden's remarks stating that he will be shutting down coal plants, quote, all across America, has been twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended. Biden made the comments Friday when discussing energy, stating that coal plants cost too much to operate and advocated for renewable as an eventual replacement. And, of course, you just heard the audio there. After the backlash, you got Senator Joe Manchin. Of course, he really came out. Called the comments, quote, outrageous and divorced from reality. Yeah, this is your party, buddy. What about this do you not understand? This is the thing that kills me about Joe Manchin is there is oftentimes a great degree of is he really as moderate as he portrays himself? And I'm not saying that you have to necessarily agree with Republicans as a party, but what party do you think you belong to? Where have you been, Joe Manchin? Have you really not picked up on the subtleties of Democrats forcing us away from the most efficient, the most reliable, and the most affordable energy sources that we have? Have you been asleep through all of this? This is a surprise to you? Manchin said the president's remarks yesterday have been twi- – this is uh, Jean- uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre in her statement saying the president's remarks yesterday have been twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended. He regrets it if anyone hearing those remarks took offense. The president was commenting on a fact of economics and technology as it has been from its earliest days as an energy superpower. America is once again in the midst of an energy transition. Coming up, we'll play audio of him just within the same week claiming that the reason the gas price is one of the many reasons the gas prices are as high as they are is because oil companies refuse to drill more, and they need to do that. And then at a rally this weekend, he claims that he's against that. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Your voice is needed. The American people have to pull their heads out of their keisters. Now more than ever. And start thinking like responsible Americans. Springfield's Talk. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. On the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, I bet you see Manchin switch parties if Congress flips. In other words, if uh, if... I don't know. I, here's what I find even more intriguing. What if it stays 50-50? Would Manchin switch to not even Republican, but just independent? Which would make it, you know, of course, I guess it depends on with whom he caucuses. Uh, but, you know, you, you could have that sort of scenario occur. Uh and his, you know, at one point he was extremely popular in polling in his state, but then after supporting that so-called infrastructure bill, or the bit, whichever one of those, and, and I mean, he just, oh, it was the Inflation Act, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, and his popularity absolutely plummeted. Uh, so when he, he's obviously not up for re-election now, but um, in order to perhaps try and, and 
regain some footing with his supporters because he did not beat his Republican challenger by very much at all. And that same individual uh, is expected to run against him again. And after that Inflation Reduction Act vote and then going around, try, you know, it, it just claiming, well, well no, we never said it was going to reduce inflation. I mean, it's in the freaking title, for Pete's sakes. <laughs> you, you kind of are saying that. Uh, w- would he do that? Is that the sort of move that he would do uh, in order to try and, and secure his place for re-election? I don't know. That'll be very interesting to see. Hopefully it'll be irrelevant. I'm not getting my hopes up by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I just, I, I really truly am not the house situation uh, seems as if that's definitely going to to go towards republicans in the senate as the momentum is there and we're hearing uh, some very positive things i still don't underestimate particularly in states like pennsylvania for some of these Democrat-run areas to shut things down, take days to find more votes in basements and trunks of vehicles as they have in the past, and drag Fetterman's half-lifeless body across the finish line. Get a traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. First alert forecast, it is going to be cloudy and... Relatively cool today. I have 64, 53 overnight. Tomorrow, 68. We're going to maintain uh, warmer temperatures Wednesday and Thursday in the mid-70s, and then they're really going to drop off. Uh, Veterans Day, Friday, sunny, only 49. And Saturday, the sun will be there, but the warm temps will not. A high of only 40. Don Carricker, I want a great home loan.com. All of your home loan needs. Any questions you may have uh, every other Friday or so, Don and uh, either Anthony or Alex, I think it was, yeah, it was Anthony this past Friday, uh, join us and, and you know, give an update on some of the latest things that are going on. And, it, you know, it's always a bit more insightful from what you hear in the news when it comes to homes and interest rates. And a lot of the conventional wisdom assumptions that we make about uh, deciding to hold off on buying because of interest rates or you know do it now talk with them chat with them if you were thinking about it are thinking about it don't know if you should uh, go to i want a great home and, and uh, um, you know you can find their contact information there and then have that conversation i want a great home because you do president joe biden attended a political rally at Sarah Lawrence College in New York, which I'm surprised he didn't claim he attended. This for Kathy Hochul. Again, they're desperately worried. Just the, the, the symbolism on top of the real true meaningful changes that could occur in New York if she does not win. Or at least the prevention of more of these policies from getting put into place. Of course, when you have Democrats that control the legislature and, and uh, you know, get rid of these bail laws that allow violent criminals to go back out and kill their wives within 24 hours of being arrested for beating them nearly to death, um, there's only so much you can get done as governor. You can fire certain prosecutors and so forth, which, of course, would be a good start. 
but not, they're very they're just very worried about this. Now here's audio, and Biden is of course talking about whatever the issue is, and and there is a uh, a, a left wing agitator that is railing on him for not doing enough to stop drilling. Now, the audio here is him, and then I really boosted the audio of the person, because the person's in the crowd. And so, of course, the mic barely picks that individual up, and so I really enhanced it so you could hear what the this, this gal is saying. And this is the exchange uh, at that event in New York. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, I, in the Atlantic or the Pacific, but in the Antarctic and off the Gulf of New Mexico, or off the Gulf of Mexico. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. All right, so he's saying no more drilling. I, I'm, there's not going to be any more drilling. And this woman shouted back. There are at least five more years of offshore drilling in the Atlantic or the Pacific, but in the a- Antarctic and off the Gulf of Mexico. And Biden's like, I'm try- that was before me. He's like, that, those drilling permits, that, that was not me, and I'm trying to do something about that. So here he is, Sunday, declaring that he has stopped the expansion of drilling, that there has been no more drilling. At this way, he stops what he's saying to say, quote, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new drilling. Now, it was just earlier in the week. Joe Biden complains oil companies should be drilling more. President Joe Biden complained that oil companies were not drilling enough for oil despite his long history of trying to block oil and gas production in the United States. Biden said, we haven't slowed them down at all. They should be drilling more than they're doing now. If they were drilling more, we'd have more relief at the pump. So again, we are faced with this situation in which we are in a vehicle that is is got no steering wheel on it. I mean, we are just at the mercy of whatever happens on any given day. And the thing, now Peter Ducey will probably ask about this today, about the fact that, you know, just last week, Biden was blaming the oil industry because they won't drill more and they need to drill more. But here on Sunday, he was making it very clear that he has done everything to stop them from drilling more and he's he's working on stopping the current drilling that is guaranteed under five-year leases. Now, and of course, we know what the answer is going to be, that, well, that's taken out of context and that's uh, it's going to be the same crap. And so on one hand, I suppose there is no real point in asking the question. But on the other hand, because Peter Ducey is an actual journalist who's going to ask these questions. To me, I don't I guess people are perfectly fine being told what they want to hear to rationalize the fact that they have tied themselves to one political party and it doesn't matter how far down the the hole we are taken 
it, it gives them the ability to say, oh, no, no, see, he's, he's doing what I want. In January of 2021, Biden issued an executive order freezing oil and gas leases, a decision that's been tangled in the court. He has leased fewer acres for oil and gas in his first two years than any other administration at the same point in time since World War II. He suspended oil production leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge after former President Donald Trump opened up the vast oil reserve for production. Biden also ordered the halt of the Keystone Pipeline, which... Uh, would have moved 830,000 barrels of crude oil from Canada to the United States. There's just a number of different moves that he has made. And again, it just depends on to whom he is speaking on any given day. On one hand, he will claim that he has done more to allow oil industries to drill than even Trump did. I've heard that claim before. And that the only reason that prices are this high is, you know, when he's not blaming Putin, it's the oil industry because they won't expand their their drilling. And then here he is at a rally saying there's no more drilling under me. I'm not, you know, it is just mind boggling to me again that there can be any defense of this guy. It is shameful from an intellectual standpoint that this was determined to be the absolute best that Democrats had to offer. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Tomorrow we'll do our electioneering day. Sponsored by Delta Roofing, where just open the phone lines, call in, give your thoughts on um, on uh, the election. And uh, it's understandable that some of uh, your feedback may be about things that are going on outside of Missouri because they do impact us. They do affect us. What happens in Pennsylvania? What happens in Arizona? What happens in Georgia? Uh, these are all things that are going to potentially make a tremendous difference in the direction of the country. And the thing that I continue to see as potentially one of the you know, biggest um, potential direction changers, if you will, is is that the next two years, if you have any Supreme Court justices that decide to retire, or if you have any more of the Democrat activists trying to assassinate some of these Supreme Court justices, as uh, we saw occur after the Roe v. Wade leak, the difference as to who's going to get to make that appointment. And, and, you know, the the problem that we have is as long as there are people like Mitt Romney in there anyhow, you can have Biden nominating these nut jobs that can't even tell the difference between a boy and a girl, and they still sometimes will get support. And, and you know, at least with the majority, uh, there is a little more power there, and, and that's just one of the biggest concerns that I have is, is regarding those appointments. But nonetheless, um, tomorrow, while we will take the, the calls, obviously, on some of the local issues, local races, uh, if you do want to talk about any of the races outside of the state, uh, you're, of course, going to be more than welcome to do so. The American Transmissions talk and text line 447-KSGF. We go to Ron and Nixa. Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. I uh, wanted to talk real quick about the, the 
the next uh, question where it raises the taxes um, by 1%, which is, I think, like a 66% tax hike. Um, the the mayor, this is strange, but the mayor cre uh, is the is the co-treasurer um, of a political action committee that's promoting this. And, um, you know, why, why would he have to spend $7,000 to promote this idea if it's a good idea? You know? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. what, what, what businesses, they, they want to promote business growth in Nixa, but what business people are out there saying, hey, I'm looking for a city with a higher tax rate to right. build my businesses. It's not there. But he's taken money from these big businesses mm. in this political action committee, and then he's using it to try to convince people from Nixa to raise taxes on themselves to build a $25 million sports complex to attract out-of-town out business, business uh, from out-of-town sports, um, I guess, traveling sports teams or something like that. They're saying it's for the police, but they won't use any money from it for at least the first four or five years. They're going to fund all of the parks and recreation first. It's kind of crazy, but I've got a lot more to it. It sounds a little bit shady. But, yeah, he's, he's a part of the political action committee that's promoting this as the mayor. And 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 transparency, I I don't know a, a tremendous amount about that particular tax increase and and the political action committee that uh, is is uh, pushing it, but I do know it just I mean, is there ever a time that some of these folks are are willing to not try and raise taxes for whatever the reason is? I mean, it's just nonstop. And, and and sadly, oftentimes, individuals that campaign under the banner of a Republican. There's a conversation I had, I, I want to say it was at happy hour. And it is a false choice that is so often presented by people who want to raise your taxes. And that is, here's a thing that we say we need. If you agree that we need it, then you should vote yes on raising taxes. Now, again, I'm, I'm not talking specifically about the Nixa because I, I just don't know enough about it to talk specifically about that. I'm just talking about what we see all the time. I mean, they're constantly, constantly on top of you to raise taxes. And the false choice that they oftentimes give is that if you think this is a good idea, then you should raise taxes. Well, one, sometimes a thing is a good idea, but it doesn't mean that it's the role of government to do it. But also, to accept that premise is to say that all of the money that is already taken from us is spent as efficiently as possible, and it's only being spent on things that are absolutely necessary and the role of government. And I wholly reject that. 100% reject that. You know, we've seen Springfield it, it try to push for these the tourism taxes and increase in tourism taxes. And, and one of their selling points is oftentimes how much money that they'll be able to raise. And the way I see that is that's how much money you're taking out of the private sector. 
I don't know that that's something that you should be using as a selling point. Well, in a year, we'll raise $17 million or we'll raise that. That is money that, that is that you are saying, you are acknowledging, will be taken out of the private sector. I mean, is there ever a time? That, I mean, I, I don't know. I wonder what the longest stretch on average is. That people just the, listening right now have gone without being asked to either raise taxes on themselves or renew what would be an expiring tax, which is a tax increase. I, I know people say it's not a tax increase because it's the same. It is a tax increase because if you don't do anything, it expires and goes away, and you're asking to bump it back up again to keep it to the, the rate that it was before it expired. I mean, it seems like every year some entity – And you compare that to how many times do we have some active push to really meaningfully cut taxes. And what's funny is that this is an area that is considered red and Republican. And and you get some sort of tax cut, an income tax cut, much of which was already in place anyhow, and is like one-tenth of one percent if certain conditions are met. And they run around acting as if they're the most fiscally responsible, generous politicians ever – uh, but they don't talk about the 80 other times that they push to raise taxes or regulations or fees in order to get money from you. I mean, it's the it's the the spouse that constantly cheats, but then once a year does something nice and wants to always focus on that. You've got um, this story that the news leader did, and it was a good story. Chamber donation in Galloway referendum raises questions about city's membership. And it's just, I don't know if it's arrogance or ignorance. This refusal of the chamber and the city to recognize that even if they're all completely 100% above board and ethical, the appearance Of here you have you know a, a, a chamber that gets money from the city and is actively promoting something that the city wants in a vote. And they act like anyone who says, eh, that doesn't really seem right, is just some bitter political opponent, uh, some conspiracy theorist. And again, I don't know if it's arrogance, if it's a disdain for how you cannot recognize that the appearance of that at the very least, makes people question the ethics of both of those institutions. Uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. We've got to get a traffic update on Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Axios is reporting that uh, uh, Trump announcement. On whether he'll run in 2024 is uh, expected uh, on November 14th, I believe, saying that it's pretty, pretty much imminent that he's going to make that announcement. Of course, it's a it's a weird way of, of the world we live in, and I think that most people just assume he's going to. If he announced that he wasn't, I think that would be a shock for everyone. Uh, but at the same time, we're all kind of pretending like we don't know 
um, there was this uh, great. It wasn't a very. It was just pretty palpable that uh, Republicans were hoping that he would not announce before the midterms because they were afraid that would allow the media to make it about him and they didn't want it to be about him. But the Democrats in the media, they make it about him anyway. And so there's a lot of just, I don't know, pretending. It's just such a weird thing. So they are uh, um, that Axios report saying that he's going to make an announcement soon. I'm waiting until the uh, upcoming hour to talk about this chamber donation thing and its relationship with the city just because of managing the time here. But I did want to mention what everyone knew would be a story that NBC would have to remove was a story that they posted. I believe it was on Friday. And it was a story that claimed Paul Pelosi never let on to... This is how the story read. Paul Pelosi never led on to responding officers that he was in distress just seconds before he walked back into the house where a man bludgeoned him with a hammer. New details have revealed. Again, this story came out... It was Thursday or Friday. This past one. The NBC story continued. The 82-year-old husband of the U.S. Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, instead smiled at the officers who had responded to the high-priority 911 call at his San Francisco home last week, according to court documents, and told them, quote, everything is good, end quote. Instead of telling officers he needed help or trying to flee the home, Pelosi retreated back into the foyer, where police saw the attacker strike him with a hammer. Sources close to the investigation told NBC. Now, of course, I, everyone who read that thought, how long is it going to be before NBC News censors itself? And it did not take long. I, I, I don't think the page hardly had time to refresh before they pulled it down without any explanation whatsoever. Now, again, while you will have the same media or Democrats accuse inquisitive individuals of being part of some conspiracy, th- you know, QAnon conspiracy theories, it... it <laughs> The lack of information, the conflicting information, and then information that's released, and then the media censors itself. That is what causes people to ask questions. That is what causes people to think this isn't adding up. And how, I mean, again, that is not a sign of a free press. These are the sorts of things that happen in dictatorial regimes, or you'll see it in Russia or some of these other countries, where there will be a story, and it's a story that runs contrary to what's allowed to be run, and then they immediately pull it and never talk about it again. That's where we are in the country today.